Find this podcast and others like it at the number one new media network, Podshow.com. Better, Better, faster, faster, stronger. stronger. And now with new minty fresh scent. The Bible Study Podcast, episode 14. Today, the Bible Study Podcast looks at worry and Matthew 6. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Matthew 6 goes like this. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If this is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Appropriately enough, as I recorded this podcast, sirens were going on outside, and it seems like there's always plenty to worry about. I don't know about you, but I actually come from a family that has some skill at worrying. I don't think I'm quite as good at it as my mother was, and she's probably not as good at it as her mother was. But it seems that there's always something to worry about. When I was a kid, I remember going to my grandmother's house in Wisconsin, and she was so concerned what a skinny kid I was. And I don't know how many of you have ever seen a picture of me, but it was certainly wasted worry. This section in Matthew comes from a section we call the Sermon on the Mount, uh, which is the largest collection of Jesus' teaching in one place. And it's from Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And it comes directly after another very familiar passage, Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I think there's a number of different things we can get out of both of these sets of verses. One is for people who live in 2007 in the United States or in other Western nations, there is a section of this that can definitely be interpreted as an as an anti-materialism. Don't worry so much about stuff. Don't worry so much about clothes. Don't worry, worry so much about treasures. Don't worry so much about stuff. Uh, why do you spend so much time worrying about what you have? And then, obviously, Jesus tells this, compares this to the birds of the air here. Um, Now, I don't know how many uh, of you have looked at the magazine rack recently, but there's certainly a lot of people who would like you to worry about what you wear, at least, or what your body looks like, or probably a number of other things. Now, I don't think that these verses are talking about not planning. I don't think these verses are talking about living a life that has that is not mindful of the future because there are certainly other verses that talk about 
making preparations for the future. And I think of Luke 14, verse 28, for instance. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Will he not first sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? So I don't think these verses are just saying live without any regard to the future. So what does it mean? What does it mean to worry? And I looked up in the dictionary, and worry says to give way to anxiety or unease, to allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles. And that certainly seems to be what's going on here, because Jesus' words are talking about, oh, you have little faith. That worry is, in these verses, the opposite of faith. Why are you not trusting that God will provide for you? Why are you not trusting that God will take care of you? And this anxiety that is coming to worry is an unproductive thing. The other thing I thought was interesting is there is another definition of worry here. And it is a completely different word, and it means of a or a dog or carnivorous animal to tear at, gnaw on, or drag around with the teeth. I found my dog contently worrying a bone. And I think that's sometimes what we do with the things that we worry about is we, we gnaw on them. We 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 keep chewing on them, we can't won't let them go, kind of like a dog won't let go of a bone. And I think some of what Jesus is talking about here is those those anxieties that also gnaw on us, those anxieties that we won't give up. We're not necessarily doing anything practical about them. We're just worrying about them, which seems like one of the most unproductive things we can possibly do. It's not like I'm worrying about food and therefore I'm going shopping. It's not that I'm worrying about food and so I'm planting crops. I'm just worrying about it. Like, how unproductive can that be? And I think that's part of what Jesus is saying here is it's a it's a waste of time. It's a waste of of effort. It's a waste of energy. And he also says, he points us in a different direction, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. There is a distraction aspect of this worrying. It's getting in the way of something else. Instead of doing something else that we're being called to do, instead of being seeking first his kingdom, seeking after his righteousness, somehow in the process of doing what it is that God wants us to do, he says all these things will be given to us as well. Well, that makes sense. If God has a direction for you, if God has a plan for you that includes enough provision for you to survive, because he wants to continue in a particular direction, then pursuing that direction, seeking first his kingdom, his guidance, his direction, his righteousness, doing what it is that we believe is right for us to do in his eyes, then all these things will be given to us as well. So he's saying, don't don't spend all your time in this unproductive behavior of just fretting. Don't worry about what might happen. Don't worry about what could happen. Instead, think about what should happen. Think about what you should be doing. There's a call to, to sort of get up off the couch here, or wherever it is we're spending our time worrying, and and to seek. Did you notice that that's an active word? Worry is, is somewhat of a a passive word. It's something you, you do while you're sitting down. It's something you do, and it says, seek, get up. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given unto you. 
Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I certainly have had a number of days like that recently that that had enough trouble. And I've lost sleep sometimes worrying about what the next day is going to bring. And of course, all that ends up is the next day is harder because I was worrying about it and so I wasn't sleeping. I'm less prepared to handle it. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. There's also, I think, a sense of priority in this. The sense that if we follow the plan that God has, that things fall into place. That things line up. I also see in these verses God's provision and God's love. When he talks about, when he compares, why do you worry about clothes. See how the lilies of the field grow. I hear the patient father talking to the small child who's worried about where the next meal goes, sort of looking at him and saying, don't you know I will provide? Don't you know my ability to provide is great? Don't you know that I love you? You were made for me. And on that note, I'm going to close out this show with a song from a singer who I happened to hear in concert this week and truly enjoyed, uh, Tara Lee Cobble. And it's a song called Made For You. If you have any questions and you want to contact me, you can always go to thebiblestudypodcast.com or send me an email at host at com. And now here's Tara Lee Cobble with Made For You. Author of ages, the turner of pages, 
Best and the brightest, served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, Podshow and Limelight. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for working everything out for my good. Help me trust in your perfect plan. Amen. Father, thank you for loving and caring for me. With Christian prayer meditation, you can pray along to prayers based on specific topics. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Christian prayer meditation. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.